0: I'm not gonna leave. 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 The gospel means good news. Like, you can't change the definition of the gospel. We failed to take control of something that God had given us stewardship over. This is not just gonna be given to you. You're gonna have to stand for something. That's what the battle is for. The battle is for your awakening. The battle's for your first love. The battle's for you to, to awaken. When God's saying, get on the way right now, begin to move with what is happening right now, and stop looking and fantasizing in your mind and imprisoning the revival that God wants to bring. The Supernaturalist, the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Everybody, Chris Blackaby. Woo! Woo! There's like
1: 800 people out here, bro. They are so. We got our staff, our team here. Man. Yeah. Welcome to Seattle.
2: Thank you. Thank you very
1: much. Yeah, now have you done much here in Seattle or?
2: No, I've only been here a couple of times. Yeah. This is my second time here through Pastor Sung-han. Yeah, yeah
1: it, he he's amazing. Yeah, we, he's a good friend. Yeah, we love him. Hey, so when you come when you come to Seattle, what do you what do you feel? Like when when you come here, what 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 begins to kind of resonate within you?
2: Right. Well, <laughs> You're probably asking the wrong guy. We probably should have really uh, thought this out before we yeah, started talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not really the guy who who picks up spiritual atmospheres. Yep, yep. At, at all. Yeah. I just uh, come and it's the gospel every time, and so I'm not really that aware of what's happening spiritually over a city. Yep, yeah. And uh, that's part of my
1: call, actually. That serves a purpose. So, yeah. Okay. Now this is such a great place to start. Hey, if you, just pull in your mic there just a little bit. We'll get just adjusted. Great. Nice and close there. So, um.
0: So hold on, are you saying that you're not a seer? Um you're not a feeler? Let's What do you do? What's your superpower? Like what do you mean gospel every time? Like, like <laughs> let's, I'm a let's go there. Let's go there, Chris. Let's go there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So How do you get gigs? My my <laughs> uh, my um my crew, if I say that, <laughs> yeah, are yeah. all the mystic crew. Yeah. And so I attend Dr. Rose Church. Yep, yep. Uh Justin. Um, Joseph Sturgeon, awesome. Kirby, you know, all those people. And, uh, yeah, so th- this is my life. I travel with them, and I preach with them. And we get up in the morning, and they say, oh, I ask, how was your sleep last night? And I say, oh, it's great. I went into the uh, realms. Uh, Enoch met me, took me before the foundation <laughs> of the earth. He showed me how to create a cosmos f- from, from love. And then when I spoke to Lady Wisdom, how about you, Chris? I'd be like, um... Well, I didn't sleep till about three. I had a dream. There was a car in it. I think I think I crashed it.
1: <laughs> That's my night. And every day, I would never share a dream like
2: that with someone. No, no. <laughs> so, this is my life um, <laughs> with these people. Yeah, and you just have to know who you are and your call before God, it's and, be, so and be very happy with that, and very very secure in that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So now the name of your ministry is "As He Is," Mm. which, like when I when I heard that, uh, Arun mentioned that, I immediately Mm. thought of uh, John G. Lake because I know that that was um, that was like a uh, a motto for his for his ministry and who he was. That "As He Is, So Are We." Um, So when it comes to your ministry, "As He Is," where did where did that come from? Well, it may have actually come through John G. Lake because
2: it probably came through Curry Blake's teaching.
1: Oh, yeah, who, right. Who, yep. who does
2: John G. Lake. So it um, was well, just a revelation that clicked for me. It explains everything. Uh, it's a very quick frame-up. Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? Do Christians do this? Well, does the risen Christ need to do that? Well, that's the only question. Wow. If the answer is yes, then yes. And the answer is no, is no. And mm-hmm. what can happen to you? Can that happen to the risen Christ? No. Well, that can't happen to me that frames things up and it is the gospel. He's given
1: us his very self, the risen glorified Christ. So yeah. Hey, let's dive in let's dive into the gospel, right? And just like um this 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 gospel centrality for you or this thing where you're like, "Hey, I just I just I just kind of do the gospel. I'll go anywhere, it doesn't really matter what's happening in atmospheres or whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm going to do I'm going to do the gospel." Like yeah. that's um so how did that get how did that get carved out in your life um um, where, did that, where did that revelation really, really begin as far as like, the power of the gospel and the capability of, of the gospel?
2: Yeah. Well, that's easy. Um, my church life and Christian life was a dismal failure, and uh, nothing worked. And then I ended up becoming so ill. By the time I was 30 or 29, the doctors said, that's it. Wow. You won't live out the year, basically. And I'd serve God my whole life in, in all integrity. Uh, and i realized that there's something fundamentally wrong here and like god's true the bible's true it must be me i thought well i gave it my best shot i'm gonna die go to heaven this is this is my sure, understanding at the sure, time sure. and god can explain to me <laughs> what i got wrong and um and then when the doctors gave me uh 6 months to live i um <clears throat> sorry i got on a uh A plane and started flying around the world because I've got six months. (laughs) Wow. And um, it wasn't faith, it was absolute nihilism. I bought uh, full medical insurance to fly my body home. I wrote out my will because I had some assets at that time. And then I just started flying around. And that was started in uh, 2006. And I still flung around in 2009. I was very ill. If you saw me, you would understand why the doctors were saying what they were saying. And I accidentally ended up at Curry Blake's church by complete accident. And um, I got there after the service. And I talked to this guy at the um, counter afterwards. And we had a bit of a chat. And it was actually Curry Blake. I didn't know. And uh, we had a chat. And he said, come to my school this week. So I did. And I realized, I thought I believed the Bible, but this guy believes the Bible. <laughs> you believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible. You believe the Bible. Wow. And it was a shock to me because I've been like a, a youth pastor in a, quite a large church for Australian standards for about six, seven years, been in church my whole life. And it's quite confronting to realize, wow, something's been framed up for me and it's completely not true. And there is a truth here. And I had to start again. And the teaching of John G. Lake through Cove Blake definitely saved my physical life, without doubt. And from there, the gospel is the power to salvation. Everything else is great, useful even, but it's not the power to salvation. And salvation, as you know, is is undoing of of all the, the crimes of humanity and uh other beings <laughs> and the gospel does it all and the gospel can be received by anyone any education any time in history any economic level any intelligence level country or city anyone can receive the free gift of the person of jesus christ and then uh live from that platform yeah
1: was your was your church background up and up until that point was it somewhat charismatic in nature or yeah. like, like did it did you have a grid for healing in the supernatural you just didn't have faith for yourself yeah look
2: i did it all i, I had the catholic church uh schooling and then went to the evangelical church and then i found a charismatic church and i thought this is it i found it and then that didn't work and i found this pentecostal like church planning group who loved the word and i thought this is it i poured my life into that and that's when i burnt out and there's no comment on them at all and then, uh, and then later, I found like even mystic churches, and I thought, "This is it." I made the same they're, mistake. They're called ecclesias. Uh, yeah, they're that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, my my apologies. Uh, Racy the <laughs> correction. Yeah, yeah. The governing benches uh, <laughs> over the cities. I joined them, and um, yeah, I really, I thought I'd made the same mistake again. I thought, "This is it," but none of that is it. Christ is it, and the gospel was it. And that is it. And God has really restricted me to that and that alone. And I do uh, preach Christ and Christ crucified alone. And that has the effect. It is the power. And it works every time. And I'll go into a church, a very, very well-established church, of people who love God and doing many things in the city. And I'll just preach the gospel. And people are just amazed, amazed, amazed.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and, and the uh, your healing, w- was that a process or was it an instantaneous healing? Oh, right. It was. Because you're still here.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It was a, a dramatic moment. Um, you can picture this if you will, because I was in the bath. So you choose freely how you want to frame this up. If you want to go With down. you a swimsuit on. Of course. you want, to go, down, course. You want to go down. <laughs> You want to get into the timeline and and visit this moment in the spirit? Be free. uh, free. But I was so ill uh, in 2000, end of 2009, I couldn't travel anymore. And then in early 2010, my whole job was to be alive tomorrow. That's everything I did. And so I'd cold-pressed organic food into juice and have to do it the day before. Every two days, I had to have an Epsom salt bath just to pull the toxins and poisons out of my skin. Wow. I couldn't. I couldn't do it every day because too weak to do it every day. Wow. But every three days, I'd actually be in trouble. I was going to jaundice and all these things, and it was really a horrible situation. Not to go into too much detail. And I was so weak, I couldn't really leave the house. And my job was every second day to have this bath, and the next day I had to prepare my food. Next day bath. Next day prepare food, and that was my job. And, and did you get that from the Lord, or was that like prescribed? N- no, this is, this is um, complete brokenness. Uh, I, was, I think I'd gone actually below the point of death and was just sustained for some reason. Wow. Um, so to make it clear, I was like, God, well, this is how it's going to work. Either I die and I see you, or you heal me. Either way, I'm not going to be happy about it. Because if I have a miraculous healing... All I'm going to say to you is, well, you could have done that 20 years ago. Wow. I mean, I was just, I was gone. Wow. Emotionally, physically gone. And then to make it really clear to God, I explained it to him. I said, imagine if you will, God, <laughs> you walk along this pier or this jetty and you fall into the ocean and you fall off and you you're fully clothed. You drown and you're trying to get up. You get up, and you go down again, you get one last time. One more time, you get up you see someone's feet there at the edge of the jetty. And you think, I'm saved. You reach up, and they don't grab you. So down you go. Up one more time, reach up, and they don't grab you. And down you go, you think, I've got one more time left of me. You go up, this person will grab you. you go up, and they don't grab you. And then you do that for 30 years. And after 30 years, that guy grabs you and puts you up on the, on the land. What do you say to that guy? That's what I say to you. Say, <laughs> so either let me die or heal me. Either way, I'm not going to be that happy about it. Wow. That's how I felt. Wow. And, uh, but so in nihilistic thinking, uh, no real understanding of the Father, deep accusation against His goodness, uh, no faith whatsoever in that regards, uh, and He, he either dramatic healing. I was in the bath, and just to tell you how awful this is, I'll get into a clear bath. I get out of a brown bath, like wow. in, in an hour. There's so much wow. stuff. Wow. I, was, I was just so poisonous at that time. And then one time I was in the bath, and I'm just once again, it's nihilism. I'm like, well, God, anything? Would you like to, would you like to comment on this situation? <laughs> and I just felt, I mean, I felt to stand up. And I felt really silly. Well, I'll stand up. I stood up in the bath, and I passed out, and which is a very dangerous thing to do. Yeah. I realised I passed out when I came to. When I came to, I was sitting in the bath quite comfortably, Arms by my side, I, mean, I could have gone, gone into the glass pane of the shower, into the tiles, I could, could have gone anywhere. And I instantly went, quick, you must stand up, which is not logical. And I was normally so weak, I had to stand up very carefully, nothing would heal. If I, if I got a cat scratch, it would be there in three months, Un, untouched, you'd still be there. And so if I got out of the bath, and I broke a leg or something, Terrible. So I used to get out of the bath really carefully, like this, and bring my leg over. And this time, I just stood up like this. I stood at the bath like this. And then I cleaned everything down because the water went everywhere. When I collapsed, there's water on the roof, there's water on the walls. And I'm walking down the stairs. And normally, to go downstairs was a controlled fall. I'd hold the banisters and just, because there was no power in my body, I just like pushed backwards and I walked down like this. And it started to dawn on me something's changed and I felt, I need to run, like Forrest Gump type of style. And so I got the, um, the treadmill out, which is all under covers, and then I was thinking really clearly, I had brain fog this whole time, and I thought, I need to go get some silicon spray and fix this up. So I did, and as soon as I pressed the silicon spray and I smelt the chemicals, which was really dangerous for me, a voice said, it doesn't matter, my chemicals don't affect you now. I ran for, wow. let, let's say, two miles. I ran two miles every day or three miles every day for the next few days. And then after a few days, I just told people I, I've been healed. And I wasn't grateful. I wasn't thankful at all. I just sort of, because I was emotionally shot, And, uh, and but God doesn't care. <laughs> he just, it doesn't worry him at all. I received a free gift. That's all he wants. As long as I don't deserve it, I can have it. And I didn't deserve it. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. Wow, that is incredible. At what point? At what point? What were you grateful? At what point were you like, "Oh, when you when you start"? Okay, s- now I'm thankful.
2: <laughs> like I'm yeah. alive. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you start traveling, uh, and you can start comparing apples with apples. So when you hit Hong Kong again or Los Angeles again, and you realize what was such a big deal for you to go to the shops to get dinner, is, was a huge effort, and now. You just walk down the drop, you remember being here, you remember being there, and it's just one thing you do that day, you realise the great capacity you have. But also, very careful not to make a theology out of this at all, but um, I would not have chosen to do or believe or fight for so strongly what I do about the gospel alone uh, if I didn't experience that. And once again, I'm not making a theology out of that. Uh, I'm not saying, definitely not saying God made me sick, but because it's a family line issue through my generations, and I seem to get everything my family had. And God's like, well, since we're here, <laughs> since yeah. we find ourselves yeah. here, yeah, let's go for a, a complete victory over this situation. And I'm beginning, only even now, I'm only beginning to see the wisdom of it. So that was... That was 2010, so now it's 10 years later. And, uh, and the healing, the sickness went, but the damage the sickness did to my body over 30 years or 40 years is still there. Wow. And that's, uh, but God wants me to apply these things. And some days, as a person, I really resent that. And I'm still that angry guy from back there. And then some days the clouds part, and I'm just really, I I, it's unquestionable. He's a loving father and that's the only reality. Wow. Yeah. So oh, man. I, still, that's I still go back and forth. Yeah. And and God lets this guy preach. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, that, that, <laughs> now how, now so how did we get there? At what point did you go from, you know, walking out this, this healing process and everything? Yeah. Um, where you were kinda like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> to, yeah, no, I was this, to this point where where yeah. where you realize that that you had you had a revelation that was very very important, yeah. um, uh, that need that needed to get out there, needed to get shared. How did how, how, how did that happen? Well, so it was,
2: you know, spirit, soul, body, and my body and my soul were pretty messed up, and I did not see God as loving Father. In fact, I did not even think He was interested in me. Wow. So I thought He healed me out of, even out of legal obligation. Wow. And then uh, after I got healed, I. Th- Something inside me thought it was a trick to get me back into ministry. Wow. And then that, and I could see myself thinking that way, but I did <laughs> feel that way. And that was the honest feel. And then a year later, I did go back into ministry, and it's not what God wanted for me at all. Oh, wow. And after two years of that, from 2011 to 2013, I burnt out again. And there I'm collapsed after this miraculous healing. I put it out on the internet, told everyone it was true, and I'm sick again. And then I said, God, I then, you know all those old accusations come up. And then I said, God, what's going on? And he showed me so clearly, like, you ever heard the story about the guy that um, the flood's coming and he's on the roof and you know, someone sends a boat and he says, no, God's gonna save me, he sends another boat, God's gonna save me, sends a helicopter, You know, what's up to here, no, Lord God will save me. And he gets to heaven, you know the story. What happened? Well, I sent you two helicopters and a boat, whatever. That was me, like, God showed me. <laughs> right. I begged for you not to go into ministry, but I didn't know he was that good. Because wow. in my mind, ministry was the ultimate and only way and best way to, to serve God, Wow. as opposed to just being his son. And so when I burnt out the second time, <laughs> 2013, that's when God started to build the person I am now. And I had nothing to give him then, <laughs> not even a glimmer of hope. And uh, it's a long story, but um, from 2013 to now, I've just been following the word and no income, and it was just my last shot. Is God a good father? Because <laughs> there's something inside you that just won't die. That's an incorruptible seed that you believed once, and it's there. And they kept resonating that sound, no, God is good. And so I started traveling without any money, which really sorts you out. If you've got an accusation to God about abandonment, <laughs> wow. or lack of care or being an absent father um, then it will come out when you're in an uh, Islamic country with, with no money and it's hot and, and you need to pay your bill the next morning you feel the pressure of that but uh, he always comes through and he has never, never left me for a second and now all I want to do now is just live by His Word, of of, of my good Father. Yeah. Just delight in His good Word, and so, I was wealthy when I was thirty, and then obviously this took me down to zero, and now everything in my life I can honestly say, is from the Word. The Word has produced everything in my life, and the Word produces it, the Word sustains it, and you really are really are at rest. Mm. But what I'm in rest in, is the character of God, which is which is His Word, which is not the Word of faith movement. I don't faith things in. It actually is just a full. As much as I'm in this chair, it's a full rest in His character. I only really, truly only think about the day. And if I hadn't gone through that process, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know it so clearly. I wouldn't fight for for its purity so hard. So I praise God for the process now. And I've taken that record of my family into
1: me, like Jesus took it into Him. And it's died, and risen again. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Hey, uh, di- di- uh, diving into um, kind of the the the, the break, the, the burnout, yeah. burnout breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what is like you know? Because uh, perhaps um, uh, there's people that are listening or watching, and they're wondering, is this what burnout feels like? I don't know. I've never felt felt it before like yeah. like the is it the tra- the trajectory that i'm on is this a healthy trajectory is this a normal a normal thing so would you be willing to kind of break down like kind of what the um now that you've kind of been through it twice yeah kind of like how to discern if the trajectory you're on is out of alignment with god's will heart how to how to discern before it's too late before you come to this point where you're like in bed for 3 weeks and just you know yeah, and you got systems. You can go down, have a
2: rest, come back. But when a system breaks, wow, there's like a can be a cascading failure of systems after that, and then you don't come back. So, and so the weakest link always breaks. Mm-hmm. And so, I had a very strong soul. I could keep myself together very well. I could, I was super disciplined. Uh, very good youth leader, youth pastor, everything and so my body broke first wow so i drove this body which already had some genetic weaknesses into the ground beyond death and when that finally broke i had a hit to my soul a disappointment something i expected didn't happen when that soul broke there was nothing underneath it to sustain it wow so burnout's can gonna look different to everyone um some people have a st- strong soul some people have a strong body and um any knowledge of good and evil Will bring death if it's your source. And the knowledge of good evil. Say and, that again. Any knowledge of good and evil as a source will bring death. Wow. And so all church culture, mm-hmm. as a source, every church has a culture. Yeah. yeah if I yeah. start the church, we'll have a yeah. culture. But if that's your source for your understanding of how you're going with God, it will bring death. That's amazing. Because that's amazing. if you don't comply to it, then you've gone to condemnation. That's incredible. If you do comply to it, you've gone to pride. Yeah, that's right. it's a lose-lose tree. Wow. Yeah, and <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it is. Wow. And so, uh, and then if I am like um, a really intellectual guy, and I go to my wife's church and she's the flag lady, you know, and everyone's like jumping around and stuff like that, and I'm sure. like, I don't know what's going on. People, think, I think there's something wrong with me. Right. Okay. But if I take my, this wife to like my teaching center church, yeah. and we just love getting into the Greek, and she doesn't get it, and there's something wrong with her. And it's all a judgment from the outside. Wow. But, I'd, but I'd be their number one speaker, and I think I'm doing well. And both those things don't even exist. Does that make sense? That's right. And uh, your source must be what the Father's spoken of you, mm. that, that he chose you, you did not choose him. And you really are mm. the beloved son. That's what you are. You're not a beloved son. You are the beloved son in whom is well pleased wow and how do you know what is the beloved is the object of someone's affections who's this in this case it's Yahweh you are the object of Yahweh's affections and how do you know you're beloved you can only sit still because anything else is a trade or a wage so it must be completely undeserved and so if two strong people get together, mm-hmm. like if I'm really strong right. and I'm maintaining prayer meetings and uh, revival and doing this and a very high standard, mm-hmm. and my wife is not that strong in her soul, eventually I will destroy her. Wow. And then she will leave me, this amazing pastor, because she can't maintain it. She so has to pull the ripcord. And everyone will be like, wow, Chris's wife. Chris is such a great guy. How could she do that to him? But she didn't do it to me. I did it to her. Mm. And if we're both strong, then what, who goes? The kids. Wow. So the weakest link will always break. Wow. that makes sense? Wow. And uh, it's not a rest. <laughs> it's a standard, a performance standard. It doesn't, matter, right. it doesn't matter what it is. That's it could right. be American Christian culture. It could be revival culture. It could be warfare culture. It could be mystic culture. Yeah. And it makes a standard from which you draw your understanding of how you're performing yeah. your worth before God, how, how, yeah, it's just a measure. And all these measures will lead to death if they're your source. Wow. Because they're using a knowledge of good and evil, have it done right, have it done wrong, a law, uh, which is literally to have the devil as your father. Wow. Because all you can have, Yahweh is your father, who is a good father, who will give you everything through a promise, through relationship. And when you're not using that system, if you don't know it's going to be given to you for free, you will reach for it. So you don't know, you can you could preach, it doesn't matter what you preach here, if I've got that understanding in me and you are living a great culture here with a great performance and a great life and a lot of life. Mm-hmm. If I don't know God's going to give that to me for free, wow. especially because I don't deserve it, mm-hmm. if I don't know I have it, I will do something to get it. That's right. And that is idolatry. That That's is reaching right. for the knowledge of good and evil. And the knowledge of good and evil is one fruit. So it's the good and evil fruit. It's not the good fruit and evil fruit. It's the good and evil fruit. So I'm to think, I am not living in this blessing that's happening in this church, and God wouldn't give it to me for free because of some shame I, I have. So guilt, I've done something wrong. Shame is there's something wrong about me. Wow. And that gets communicated to us very early. I'm not worthy to be pursued or loved or looked after. Unless if I still have that in me, which most of us do in many ways, it comes out every now and then, then God's not give it to me, God's not going to give it to me out of my inherent worth. Mm-hmm. So it's not coming as a free gift. as soon as it's not a free gift through the character of God alone, then you're going to have to get it yourself. and you'll reach for something, and you'll reach for the culture of the church, and that will, be, will become your source, but it's a good and evil tree. So you do something good, you've done something evil. So one, one fruit. So I'm doing good for God. It's actually evil. It's incredible.: It's incredible. And yeah. death, death is coming. So we understand evil like the older brother and younger brother in the, in that story. Right. So if I, if I think God's not good to me, forget it. I'm out. I'm doing cocaine right every Great. day. That clock, that death clock comes back pretty quickly. Yes. Yep. If I think God's not going to be good to me, so I'm going to serve the church really well to qualify myself, that death clock still works too. It's the same death clock, but it comes slower and then doesn't come back until you're... Maybe 20 years of 70 church, or 30 years. And then something will expose it. Some naughty guy will get healed, and you're not healed, and you'll be angry because God hasn't given you so much as a goat. You've been working so hard for Him in the field. The whole system must be ruthlessly removed, as if that is to have the devil as your father. It must, it must be that horrid to you because all religion is to have the devil as your father. That's His nature. You know what I'm saying? You're displaying yeah. the nature of a father where God is no separation, uh, complete acceptance. He chose you before the foundation of the world. He chose you to be holy and blameless in his sight forever. And he's done it. And that's what you are. You are holy and blameless in his sight forever. This was his great will. This was his wisdom. This was his love. And that's what you are. And you must strive down to that rest. Man. When you end in disobedience. What disobedience? You'll do something. Yeah. Wow. Say that again, the last part. Um, if you don't enter the rest, you will end up in disobedience. Hebrews four. And what disobedience will you end up in? You will do something. You won't receive. <laughs> That's good. If it's received as a gift, it's accredited to you as righteousness. That's right. Wow. So you live in the God, if God, you let God bless you according to His nature, knowing you thoroughly don't deserve it, and God gives you a, a red Mercedes, well, that red Mercedes is accredited to you as righteousness because the word produced it, because based on His character alone. But if you got it through good spiritual principles and tithing will your rewards on the earth and it's your wages
1: man this is so good i, I just think about just being a man you know, so uh being a dude so right 38 years old uh yeah. for myself so quickly approaching you know 40 and um uh i remember hearing a, a story by john piper um i don't know if you know piper um, yes and um, i went through a reformed season yeah kind of a thieving, Yeah. And um, and uh, and so I, I I can tell yeah you can tell yeah, right yeah it comes through yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I remember hearing him speak and he told this story he was 39 and his mentor said to him I want you to promise me that when you turn 40 you won't cheat on your wife um, you won't you know quit your past your pastorate you, know. mm. um, you won't do something reckless with your finances such as buying a car that you can't afford like. And and John Piper looked at him and said, "You you you are like what are you ta- what are you talking about? Like, mm. of course I'm not going to cheat on my wife. Of course I'm not going to quit this 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 call that I have on my like." So he was quite in, indignant with the accusation that he would do any of those things, and he said, "Promise me." And he said, "I I, I was I would." He said, "I uh, I felt no- I felt my normal self. I, I my 39 was great." He said, "On the day I turned 40." He said, I went out and sat, sat down in front of my house, I sat down on the step, and I wept. Yeah. I, I, just, I just broke down weeping. Yeah. And I felt like such a failure. And I think about this system that we're brought up in as far as how, how wins are defined. Yes. And how, um, how, how we're so outcome-driven. Driven. Yes. So we're all kind of in a wilderness, a metaphorical wilderness, I guess you could say. And the culture and the church is saying, the promised land, the promised land, the promised land. Why aren't you there yet? Why aren't you there yet? Yeah. You're 25. You're 35. You're 45. You're yeah. 55. You're 65. You're 75. You're 85. You're still not there yet. What's wrong with you? And then we see other people where they're further ahead. They're closer to the to the wilderness to the to their destiny to the destination yeah. and we start comparing ourselves yes and it's like everything from sports to the stock market to our jobs to even our family lives um, when we start comparing our families to other families it's almost like the whole system is con- continually condemning us and that's supposed to be motivational you know, uh, you turn on TV late at night and there's a guy with a house that's 10 times the size of yours, a car that's 10 times, a wife that's 10 times, everything is like so much better. And it's like, they sit there and shame you as a motivational tool to get you to call the number at the bottom of the screen. So you'll send them a $1,000 so you can learn their hacks. So you can yeah. step into success. And you, you know that that person has not yet arrived yet. That person is being condemned by the same system yes so th- there's actually so my, my question for you is that we're brought in we're, we're birthed we're born into a fractured legal system into a fractured religious system into a fractured familial system and how do we how do we how how, how do we untether from that into this kingdom thing that looks nothing like what we've been taught is actually truth yeah so there's this thing, it's called the gospel. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the gospel, I've heard of that, yeah. so let's talk about that.: <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm mocking myself. No, it's but, good, um, it's good. So, come to Jesus, understand Jesus, hear about Jesus, accept Jesus, love Jesus, serve Jesus, die for Jesus, be with Jesus, is not the gospel. That's um, it's good instruction. That's not good news. Jesus came to you. Jesus died for you. Jesus loved you. Jesus knew you. Jesus became like you. Jesus was with you. Jesus served you. That's it. It's good news. That's it. You can only receive uh, good news. Any source from inside creation is under frustration and contains a level of death. Only what comes from outside creation is only life and contains no death so a very important understanding is humans love touch, touch taste see mm. collapse materialized form and god is spirit and god's saying to us will you love me for who i am invisible spirit that's who i am mm. and i've revealed myself by my word is that enough because i want you to love me for who i am and i am word and so all through the pattern of scripture, when they believed the invisible word over touch, taste, see, amazing things happened. And we love those times. They're miracles. When they went by taste, touch, see, because they didn't rely on the word, then terrible things happened. And it's so clear in the Old Testament, every story from Adam and Eve, they reached for the tree of knowledge of good and evil because they didn't believe the word. Did God really say? Um, The Israelites looked at the mountain. They saw no form. Mm. And they heard the voice but saw no form, so they made something. Yeah. So if you don't don't go up the mountain, you'll get the law. That's the only. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so up the mountain is no form. It's 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 a voice, and God's saying, "We love me for who I am. We just believe my word. God's love language, the Father's love language, is to be believed. Because He's only revealed Himself by His word. That's how he's revealed himself. He's invisible God. Even though people see him in scripture, well, they see his glory, which is his body. He calls himself invisible, Old Testament and New Testament. It's very clear, I'm the invisible God. Mm. Um, and his spirit. And we're made in his image. So we're also a spirit. We're now a life-giving spirit. You were a living being, but now you are a life-giving spirit. And so you also operate by word. Yeah, And so... When you start moving to invisible word and knowing that will sustain you, in the same way communion will sustain you. Wow. Taking in communion is a let's say this is communion, it is a physical representation of the invisible word. It's a great faith touchstone. That's why he gave it to us. Yeah. Because if Jesus is food and drink indeed, if you eat his body, drink his blood, you will live, you will not die, you'll have eternal life. Then you're eating from food that comes from another Outside creation, no waste, only life. Well, all these words are like that, and they're a seed. And Jesus said, here's a story about a farmer. If you don't understand this story about the farmer, you won't understand any of the parables. You won't understand the kingdom at all. The kingdom can only be received. A farmer gets the word, he goes to bed, he wakes up, it's grown, he doesn't know how. No flesh, absolutely no flesh can inherit the kingdom, can see the glory. The high priest was not allowed to sweat. Human effort is not allowed. It can only be received. And the only way to receive it is by a word. That, that word was said and it goes into your soil. And depending on your soil, you will get a different crop. And that's the only way the kingdom works, receiving it by a word. And when the word produces, because in the seed is everything it is needed to bring that to maturity in the word that was spoken and nothing else. So you work by, like, the faith mechanism, and you faith in, you know, sports Mercedes, sports Mercedes, sports Mercedes, and you faith in, faith in, faith in, and you pray for it, and you fast for it, and by using those mechanisms, which are creative mechanisms, not heavenly mechanisms, but creative mechanisms, still fine, still biblical, and then you get the red Mercedes, the, 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 you get the red Mercedes and it comes, ah, oh, red Mercedes. And someone says, no, you need to pay tax on that. You faith in tax money, tax money, tax money. Well, and right. then, then you're doing that, and you're faith in the sin, and you come home, your daughter's sick. That's too much. Okay? But if you delight in God being worth alone, so your delight is that he's the type of God that would give you a red Mercedes. That's who he is. And if it's a good fathering thing for you to have that red Mercedes, he will give it to you. And you delight in that alone. And he delights in his word. So whether Mercedes comes or not, you still have the same delight. And the Mercedes is produced by a seed. And everything needed to protect that Mercedes, it's tax, it's insurance, it's everything, even parking it <laughs> with angels, it comes with the same in that one promise. It can only be received. No flesh can inherit the kingdom. It must only come by a word. And your DNA, this body, this soul and body, is a manifesting machine. This turns word into substance. Wow. Into mm-hmm. manifest substance. It's what it does. That's why everyone, everybody's after human DNA right now. We can put that to the side. We can talk about that in a minute. That'd be great. But uh, the whole world's after human DNA because the human DNA is the singular most important technology in the world. Mm. Yeah. Because... Highest heavens belong to God, but earth is given to man. And what we do changes everything. If you can change a human being's thoughts and emotions, you can change the stars. Yeah. Wow. And there's lots of people that want to change the stars. And so there's a real battle for human DNA right now. That's why we take in the body and blood of Christ. That's why we're born again of a new seed line from heaven with new DNA, which is a spirit being. And spirit beings operate by word. Wow. If, you, if you told an angel to go do something, God told an angel to go do something, he doesn't question if it's going to happen or not. He just goes and does it. Mm-hmm. So the angel of the Lord came to you and said, Right, I want you to go by, by tomorrow. The angel Lord appears, go by Seattle Tower. What's it called? The big tower?
1: Uh, Columbia Tower or a space needle? That, that space will do. Space needle?
2: Go by the space needle tomorrow. He'd be like, What? It's by the space needle, but I can't, I don't have any money. And he will be like, God said, Go by the space needle tomorrow. Because the word does everything. There's no comprehension. The word or who, and God, one thing, one person, one being, could ever be wrong or never happen. And you'll say, oh, but... he'll say, no, go by the space needle tomorrow. And you'll be like, I don't know if I can do that. Do you have money? Where's the money going come from? He'll start reaching for his sword, like just pulling it out slowly. Go by the space needle tomorrow. Like You're questioning God, word it be incomprehensible to him. We're from heaven. That's our culture. It's, it's going to become incomprehensible to us that the word won't come through. And the reason the word hasn't come through is because we mix it with behavior. This is 10 steps to make sure you get your healing. This is why you should be blessed. There's only one reason, Christ. So you, you've just lost your second marriage. You want to be married again? Why would God allow you to get married again, Jesus? Wow. You've just got thirty grand in credit card debt through your own mistakes and some gambling, and but now you would like to start a, a business. Why would God let you start a business, Jesus? That's it. It's awesome. But we rank, that's okay? True. So some girl at church has kept herself pure, never held hands, and she's thirty. And some girl that's got two kids from different fathers. And, uh, and has slept around quite a lot, and they're both here at church, why would God let that three-year-old girl who's kept herself pure get married? Jesus. That's it. Not because she's kept herself pure, because of Jesus. And why about the lady with two kids and has had lots lots of partners? Why would, how could she get married and have a good husband? Jesus. Same wage, or same if I can use that term in that, in yeah. that uh, same payment. It doesn't matter. We've got a measure of knowledge of good and evil, and that's killing us. And God can't reward that. Because if I reward you for your knowledge of good and evil, then I'm rewarding that system that's going to lead you to death. So sometimes God keeps his hand off like he did with me until I pretty much died twice, <laughs> until there was nothing I could give him. It's so only based on his character alone. And that's what it is. David um, saw Bathsheba, took her. I thought you'd go away with it didn't made another plan that didn't work so planned uriah's death got his friend to cu- make sure uriah died mm-hmm. and other israelites too and then right i'm out and then um nathan says you're the guy and he gets it oh my goodness i've killed my friend i've got my friend to organize my friend's death i've taken his wife i've done a terrible thing in israel and you write psalm 51 in that moment Makes a call on God's goodness alone. He says, You are a forgiving God. I'm in sin, but you're a forgiving God. I've sinned against you alone. So if you forgive me, it's gone. And that's what you do. If you say I'm clean, I'm clean. And that's his that's his whole paradigm. And then uh, you you can see it walk out because the child is dying, and he gets down sackcloth and ashes and he prays for the child. Not for his sin, it's gone. It's gone. And the child dies, so he gets up, gets dressed, and walks on. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be repenting over this and mourning over that? No, that's gone. It's completely gone. I'm going on with my life. In fact, so much, so clear is in his conscience. In Psalm 51, he says, if you say I'm healed, clean, I'm clean, and I'm going to go rebuke the transgressors. So he's just done this terrible crime. But as soon as God says you're clean... He says he's so clear in his conscience. He goes, "Hey, you two, stop holding hands." Like you know, like whatever. Yeah. He's, gonna, he's gonna go chase this stuff down, and then not only that, he goes back to the place of his crime with Sheba, and has Solomon. His, his great success. That's a clear conscience. But the point you could do that is based on God's character alone, and it's like it's like God says to you in every moment: Do you really believe that after? all the help I've given you, all the resources I've given you, uh, that I'll be the type of God that just forgive you completely and bless you again today as if you've never sinned? I do. He goes, you're right. That's the exact type of God I am. Do you believe after you've messed up your first two marriages and you you had an affair and you've got another child uh, in another, another city, do you believe I'm the type of God that would see you do that after everything I've given you, that you would... That I would give you a new marriage that'd be successful in work and I'd be in it with you. Do you really believe I'd do that for you? I do. You're right. That's exactly who I am. I'm the God that justifies the ungodly. It's what I do. And when you receive that, you give the way. But if you've got a performance standard, you will enforce that performance standard on other people. How did my I got a daughter? She's not well. Why fasted for 35 days? Spiritual law. Bang healed. Law of faith worked, healed. But now, that's my source that becomes my stand. Not against fasting but I'm saying that was my mechanism which was my source as opposed to God heals. Then you come to me and you've got four kids, one's ill, one uh, maybe have developmental needs uh, and other things are going on. You're running a church, all these things like this. And I say, bro, just fast for 35 days. <laughs> so what have I done? Right. And so your child, so like the child dies. You didn't fast for 35 days. Mm-hmm. Well, then you know you could have done it. You should have done it. I know you should have done it. Yeah. And I've actually brought death into your life. because wow. I've connected you to a system, a knowledge of good and evil. Wow. That's good. But as a source, it's death. Wow. Why would God heal your child? Because of Jesus. That's it. That's the gospel before the foundation of the world. Christ laid his life down, the land that was slain before the foundation of the world to justify the ungodly. It's just one-way love. Because we don't know that, we have performance standards. So just check Facebook, and sure. they're running performance standards on their leaders right now, Yeah, <laughs> the American leaders. And whether they want, judgment, they want wrath. But the same judgment they're using will be used against them if you're engaging in that system. But Jesus died for Nancy Pelosi and his only desire is that her sins be forgiven and remembered no more and that she would be with him forever. That's his only desire for her. And that's our only desire. The system structures in place, they may have to come down. But, you know, imagine... That is
1: assuming that she is human.
2: (laughs) That is assuming that she... Not a shape-shifter. Back to DNA. (laughs) Yeah, because if... Yeah. You know,
1: she's a hybrid. She, well, Different rules may apply. The, hu- the human DNA. <laughs> yeah, that'd <be> fun, right? <laughs> the human DNA side
2: of her needs, needs right. to be saved. It yeah, exactly. still be redeemed.
1: Exactly. It's like Darth Vader. <laughs>
2: Just before the mask comes off, there's still some good. We I believe.
1: love Nancy Pelosi. There's a video going around recently uh, where it says Nancy Pelosi um, uh, shorts out and reboots. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I was dying. Man, I it, must have watched that. Like,
2: it shows what a system we're in. Right, it shows we're some pseudo reality. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was. Yeah. Good morning, George. (laughs) I was like, what just happened?
2: It's a wonderful Sunday. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a wonderful Sunday. YouTube it, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right, and it's so important that we that we keep that perspective so that we don't start partnering with uh, with the wrong. With the wrong government in the name of righteousness and in the name yeah, of. Yeah, it's a correct
2: judgment, but a knowledge of good and evil. So who cares? Love. Well, now I'll show you a better way. Love. Love lays its life down. So Christ lays his life down for the ungodly before creation. He came here and did it again to forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. And then, or on the night he was betrayed, he gave up his body. That's us. That's not a standard for you to achieve. That's your true nature. Forgiveness is your true nature. In fact, to lay your life down on behalf of the guilty is your true nature. In fact, to go to the Father and plead on behalf of the guilty is your nature. That's his nature. When you do these things, you'll be like your father. You'll be a true son of your Father in heaven who sends rain on the good and the evil, the just and the unjust. That's what the church does. That's what Christ does.
1: Anything else is of the evil one. Ah, oh, so good, so good. Chris, do me a favor, just pull this like in just a little bit closer. Yep, um, like just Great. Uh, bring it right. Bring th- um, right. Let me ask you. Like, so, generationally, um, there's like a, we always see the swinging pendulum, like in the church, between the goodness of God and the and the severity of God. You know, and and an emphasis on uh, uh, grace, and 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 then all of a sudden, it's almost like we, like we saw a real emphasis on. Grace, rest, uh, sonship, yeah, and then all of a sudden it's it's like it's like it's trying to swing, or segment of of the of the body is trying to swing, uh, trying to correct something, yes. back into a into um, into a holiness. Yeah, it's uh, in my own words, it's trying to to force. A holiness paradigm, yeah. you know, in, in, in the church, and so. But then, if you shift out of the church, actually, and you just look at generations. I think of like my grandparents' generation, the the greatest generation, World War II, um, the Great Depression, and because of their need to just stink and survive and eat and provide for their family, there was a lot of neglect for for the for the for the sons and daughters that were raised. And yes, that. so you, we. I saw my parents' generation almost like almost kind of orphaned emotionally by parents that just had to stink and grind in order yeah. that their families would be provided yeah. for. And then, so I, I, I see almost in my parents' generation a real strong, um, this place of, of, can you see me now? Are you, are you gonna notice me now? Do I measure up now? Then you go to the Xers you know, and, and kind of the the Nirvana generation. That's like, man, just screw everything. This whole thing is jacked and stupid and lame, and I ain't gonna perform for anyone. Mm. You know, and this is my this is a gross simplification of generations. Yeah, I realize but it, that it is accurate. And yeah. then you come to to uh, the millennials. I was born in '82. Uh, Miss Gen X by year two, just depending on whoever you're talking to, right? Yeah. So, and then Millennials, um, no one really knows, you know, what they are. but Everyone agrees they're like the worst thing ever, right? And then you go. <laughs> they ruin. To, they ruin everything. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the, <laughs> Millennials
2: ruin donuts. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah I mean, according everything. to uh, yeah. I know yeah. the only
1: the worst in President Trump are Millennials, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like according to certain people, and then but then you come into this Gen into this Gen Z, and the reason I bring this up is that. Um, you see this major shift between the, the millennials and Gen Z where where you could say it's performance, but it's almost like an anti-performance um, kind of. A ment- it's almost like it's very excerpt in that I don't care if you are pleased with me. I'm going to, um, it's almost like a, almost a, a certain amount of like a, a hedonistic kind of generation. I'm going to live for my pleasure and because of how I'm raised, it's like, I, I just believe that everything's just gonna be given to me. I just believe that everything's gonna be handed to me. I remember the yeah. first time that uh, somebody asked me about being a millennial and why is our generation the most entitled generation that's ever walked the planet. And I remember how offended I was. <laughs> I'd never heard that before. And I was gonna be asked that question at a conference. And I was just, I was immediately triggered by it. I was like, who the, you know, who are you saying is entitled, right? And then more recently, the Lord showed me an area of brokenness uh, uh, when I was a teenager and, and some stuff I went through, just, you know, coming through my, my yeah. teens and stuff. Yeah. And, and it was like, uh, I'm not saying I don't have any entitlement left in me, but I, 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 it's almost like this moment that, I was, that I've always said, God, why did you allow that to happen? Not that he willed it or authored it, but it's almost like, like the Lord was like, everything that you received from your restoration point forward, you received with great thanksgiving, great gratitude, because it was coming from a place of mercy, Mm -hmm. that when you received these blessings from the Lord from your restoration point forward, you weren't sitting there saying, yeah, that's right, I deserve this. You were saying, oh oh my gosh, I I, I don't deserve any of this, and yet God, you are ordering my steps. And so now, uh, as a parent, I don't Long for any sort of brokenness or fracturedness, or nor do I, as a parent, want to author um, some sort of hellish process so that my children can get the entitlement crushed out of them. Correct. Yet at the at the same point, you do see that 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 it's almost like um, there's a generation coming up right now where where there's there's a great expectation that everything's just gonna. That that life is just going to be full of undeserved blessing to the degree that even like um, uh, 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 economists and, and whatever else that they're uh, very concerned about the work ethic and some of the job patterns that they're saying with the so um, so the reason why I bring this up is how do we whether people are ministers or pastors trying to create culture in their church or people are parents or uh, uh, or or like how do we create this the this place of sonship and inheritance and this place of of not operating according to the system of of, of good and evil and, yeah. and and incentivizing good punishing evil and yet also how do we create a conversation where there is a work ethic that's developed in our in our children yeah and um and and uh, uh so i guess it's that you know Thing of how do we how do we how do we how do we promote great habits and and excellent patterns without making those habits and patterns the source? Yeah,
2: is a very good question. So, don't be a Christian. It's too hard. Be Christ. Wow. That's it. You say it again. Don't be a Christian. It's too hard. It's too hard. Because then here's Christianity. You've got Gen X coming from here and Gen Y coming from here and Baby Boomer coming from here. Yep. And we're trying to work all these things out. And it's only relevant in the West. You couldn't preach that in China. Because right. it's not the gospel. That's right. Yeah. The gospel's like, oh, this guy's a Baby Boomer. This guy. No. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, only works in a certain context. Wow. There's no end of learning. So the fivefold ministry, they had to build the saints mm. into the fullness of the stature of Christ, which means to be exactly like the risen Christ, in their lifetime so they're not taken by every wind of doctrine. Not demonic doctrine, just doctrine. Right. right. Okay? So we, we chased, like, the prophetic movement in the 80s, and then we, the apostolic movement in the 90s, to win the doctrine. And then the glory and grace movement in the 2000s, and then and back and forth we go, mysticism, courts of heaven, right over to this conference, okay? Immature, not taken by every wind of doctrine. Wow. Even the grace movement came in, I mean, amazing. But because it was hit flesh, you know, everyone... Uh, anything in the orphan's hand is a weapon. Wow. Anything. The grace gospel in the orphan's hand, they went and stabbed their pastor to death, and then they splanted. You know, didn't plant, didn't split, splant. Yep. And then they preached grace angry, because we're not like those guys, those lawful guys. And so you can see how it's mixed, and any doctrinal move like this is mixed. Okay. But if you're the risen Christ, and then you hear, if you know, if you're if the fivefold ministry didn't build themselves, build you to their ministry and to their doctrine and to their structures and to their soul, but built you to Christ, only, only gospel only ministry in New Covenant is to reconcile man to God. That's it. There's no wow. other ministry. Wow. Okay. That's so they built you to become like the fullness of stature of Christ. And then you hear that if you don't tithe that God isn't going to send the devil? Like, you, you go, yeah, I'm the risen Christ. Of course, if, if the risen Christ doesn't tithe, 10% on the gross, to devour, get get him? No. You know? Right. Whatever it is, whatever... When what you hear, like, right. we can go to heaven. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm the risen Christ. Exactly. Like, you don't... It doesn't take your soul. You don't chase all these things. And then... We, in our own intelligence, are going to create like, uh, this is how we reach Gen Y, this is how we reach Gen X, this is how we reach these people, okay? It's just, forget it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, be born again as uh, the risen Christ, a life-giving spirit from heaven. Yeah? That's what you are. You can create on the earth. You can believe and speak like your Father in heaven. You are from another kingdom that's going to last forever. It doesn't matter, rich or poor, uh, Vietnamese, American, Gen X, baby boomer, the gospel solves every single thing. Wow. Yeah. See, once again, don't be a Christian. Jesus wasn't a Christian. Jesus wasn't a Christian. Wow. So why are you being a Christian for? Wow. Christian is a name given to us by pagans. Wow. So why are you chasing that? Right. Jesus wasn't a Christian. He was the beloved son of God. Wow. Well, then that's what you are. You're born again as the beloved son of God. Well, that's all we want to be. And what's the beloved son of God? He is exactly like his father. What's the father like? Like the son. We can just see what he did. That's who you are. The Sermon on the Mount is not a list of things to attain to. It describes you. This is who you are. You're exactly like the father who justifies the ungodly, lays his life down for the wicked, always speaks life, increase. You are, you are divinely patient. You, Darren, uh, bless a thousand generations. Wow. You'll slow the anger. Wow. That's who you are. Wow. You are. The, you love patience. Mm. You love it. Yeah, because that's the, that you. That's your nature. You have that DNA. You look exactly like your father. It's the incorruptible seed inside you that's growing up into the mature beloved son. Amen. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, when he started his ministry, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. He hadn't done anything yet. That's your starting spot. And then at Transfiguration, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And why listen to him? Can he become like the father? He proved himself in testing, that he was going to lay his life down for those who were going to kill him and for those who are going to betray him. Who's going to betray him? The guys who took up the mountain with him. Peter and John hmm. and, uh, was it James, John and Peter. Yeah, James and Peter definitely didn't stick around. John did. So, you know, and and this is who you are. That's your nature. And you plead on behalf of the guilty, and you only bring life. And so fathering has been misrepresented, as as you may understand very clearly, and you've seen that go, go awry. But the father, at the cost of his own name, his own reputation, and own own finances, will lay down his life, Wow. to give the opportunity to choose him freely without any coercion. A father says up for his children. You're a That's spiritual right. father. True. Children true. don't pay you. True. You pay for them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's what the father is, to give them the opportunity to choose you freely without any coercion. Wow. That's who you are. You're like your father in heaven. He gave up his life, his son's life, their one, to give you the opportunity. He let you reach out, pull out his beard, Touch him and kill him, and curse him. So you can see, they didn't stop wrath. They didn't send seventy thousand angels down to wipe you out. And you came back. You know, I'm back. That could be the time to kick some heads. They cooked your breakfast on the beach, healed you, let you touch him again. Yeah, and that's who the father is. Wow. And that's who you are. Wow. And that's that's that transcends any culture of any time. Yeah. And it's not so much a work ethic. From there, because mm-hmm. by grace, I work harder than you all. Because you're seeing that you receive this amazing, immortal, eternal being, that you'll be one with the Father forever, you're going to govern his kingdom, five cities, ten cities, whatever the new epoch is, seeing you receive such a glorious gospel, then live a life according to that. And, and that's it. And everything else, the expression is irrelevant. And then express it. Some people are very conscientious. Some people are very flighty in the moment. None of them are Christian or unchristian or spiritual or not spiritual. Mm-hmm. The point is, is your source the Father? Wow. And you becoming love like him. Love, light, and spirit.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Huh? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. yeah. It's so good. All right. <laughs> you know, track change. Yeah. Okay, so... Neph- uh, Nephilim. Yeah, Nephilim and aliens. Yeah. Um, UFOs. Yeah. 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 No, actually, so... Um, you on uh, as he is mm-hmm. uh, youtube yeah you've got a really cool channel there so I yep. we'll want everyone to go check that out you're doing a a series right now on the five falls yes the and five so, falls of genesis yes yeah, yep. so you are actually in genesis and so um uh, so my question is is um why No, I, and, yep. and, okay here's what i mean <laughs> genesis is just is is one of my favorite books, especially just just the first few chapters. Yeah, I, I feel like I could preach Genesis one for the rest of my life. Yes, know? just with one, two, and th- I mean, it's just fascinating. Um, okay, so, yeah, what's what's happening there in Genesis, and how is it and how is it par- like and how is it a parallel as to what's happening right now? Because obviously, like it's speaking. That book is like speaking right now. Oh yes, to our generation. And to it this is time. so important, and relevant now.
2: Yeah. So there's nine hours on YouTube if you want to go I know, check right? it out. Yeah,
1: I know we <laughs> yep. can't, but like yep. just kind of at 30,000 yeah. feet. You know? so, um, and what's exciting you about it? Because I, I, would, I would expect that there's something yeah. in, in there so that Genes- you're just like... Genesis 11 or Genesis 12,
2: that point, mm-hmm. is chronologically the halfway point of the Bible. Yeah. Genesis 1 to 11 is 2,000 years, and Genesis 12 onwards is 2,000 years. Wow. And that next 2,000 years is fixing up the first 2,000 years. Wow. Unless you understand that, you won't understand what he's saying. You won't understand what what Abraham's doing, mm-hmm. what, what what David's doing, what Joshua's doing. You won't understand what the prophets are saying. You won't understand why Jesus went to Mount Hermon. You won't understand what Peter's saying. You won't understand what Paul's saying. You won't understand what the book of Revelation is about. They're all addressing Genesis 1 to 11. Wow. And the early church understood this clearly. Yeah. Because the Jews understood this clearly. Yeah. And the early church, now it's been removed from our consciousness. Yeah, wow. and Genesis one to eleven is basically a bunch of beings uh, wanting access to humans, and so they can affect creation. So you could you could summarise it in um, aliens want your body, they can't have it. That's pretty much what's going on there. Yeah, and everything's about um, the law is to protect the human body. And once you see it, it can't be unseen. You go, it is to protect the human body, because what they wanted is a lineage of human beings that could, that could receive the Messiah. In fact, you could put it this clearly, that from Genesis 12, Abraham leaving, all his sons, mm-hmm. going to Egypt, coming out, establishing Israel, establishing the law. All the feasts, all the festivals, mm-hmm. all the wars uh, being taken out of the country, put back in the country, all the prophets were all to produce one person, Mary. Genesis 12 Wow. to Matthew 1, that whole history, even in the, in the testament period and all those things, was all to produce Mary. That's what it's all about. Because Jesus is fine.
1: It's totally the matrix, right? It's totally like yeah. Mary was the one.
2: Yeah, so Ma- <laughs> like yeah, back. and Mary's been, Mary's been stolen from us. Yep. That's right, it's, yep. true. it's yep. true. And so Mary could receive the Word. She had to be human enough, yeah, without, wow. without mixture. That's why, that's why you couldn't mix anything, that's why you couldn't uh, interbreed, that's why you couldn't have mixed marriages, that's why all these laws about the body, and all, I mean, it goes on and on. But um, it was to produce Mary. That's incredible. And so Mary restores Eve in in that in that moment, yeah, so who's the first person to be promised the messiah eve who's the first person to receive that messiah mary you know who's the first person to see the messiah mary who's the first person who was at the cross Mary who was the first person to see the risen messiah another Mary like women are always uh, the at the breaking point of the of the of the of the manifestation of the word, which is the same as in in natural and so Genesis one to eleven shows the battle for human DNA, because what we do, we are made in the image of God, and as we, if our, if I can affect your emotions, I affect your words. If you're made in the image of God, your words affect creation. Yep. So if we say California is going to fall into the sea, well, that's ours. That's our job. That we are creating that. But who will forgive is forgiven? Are we pleading on behalf of California? You know, wow. and then. Uh, if we can bring destruction and chaos to the world, uh, there's lots of beings. And so there's the, um, we call them the watcher, angels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, very clearly expressed in the Book of Enoch. Yeah. I'm not saying it's scripture. Yeah, right. I'm just saying it's 100% true. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it's, um, they want access to human DNA. So it's a very important thing to understand. What overshadows you changes you. You take on this nature that's siring itself. The same with the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters and God sent his word and it manifests. The Holy Spirit hovered over Mary. God sent his word and it manifests. What words, remember Jesus, God the spirit and his word, what words you let hover over you change your physical substance. Yeah. So in the book of Deuteronomy and Exodus, we see the 12 tribes come out, the list of the 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. And they're listed again in Revelation 7, different list. Different names. Tribe of Dan's gone. Tribe of Ephraim's gone. Wow. Because they gave themselves to idols, it says very clearly. Yeah. And giving themselves to idols changed them so much so no longer Jews. They're Gentiles now. It literally changed their DNA. And whatever words that overshadow you, uh, it actually changes your DNA. Wow. So all, anything that's not the father is another source, it's an idol, and it's changing you. Wow. And so all witchcraft witchcraft is trading future generations for current benefit so we understand Freemasonry if I curse my kids I get a business deal
1: yep
2: yep okay I'm trading future generations for current benefit Wow. an uh, innocent person is sacrificed for my benefit um, and then we see seen more we get into witchcraft you see that they cause trauma and damage to people <laughs> yep and then it normally ends up in sex Mm -hmm. but sex is affecting the DNA. And then anytime there's an encounter, a demonic or a UFO, alien encounter, Mm -hmm. it's always to do with human DNA, trauma and body fluids because they want to get access to your DNA line either by making a vow or by trauma or actual access and then they have that record in you. So they have their word in you, their seed in you, and they can express themselves through you because all disembodied spirits want a body to express themselves through yeah. And it doesn't matter if we see these things as angels or fallen beings or you know, um, disembodied Nephilim spirits or aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're Christianity you can't handle a saucer landing in the car park, you might be in for a bad time. Because okay? the Bible is very clear over and over again there's other crew out there and they want access to human DNA. They want our emotions, they want our souls, they want our loyalty, and they want to get their word in us. Their seed line, so they become our father. I'm not saying they created us and they fathered us, but we're expressing their nature. Whoever's nature expresses to your father. And that's why we need to have only one word, one seed in us, and the loving father. So, what's happening right now, as you see, everything from food to EMFs to now RNA based vaccines, mm, okay. they want access to human DNA, and we need to have one source. And at the moment you've got a lot of choice, but the choices will get further and further apart if you want need more and more of your loyalty, more and more of your vow, more and more of your will. And if your source is human structures, money, sure. finance, sure. policing, health, schooling, anything, transport, whatever is theirs, then you're going to move it further and further this way. It's going to require more and more of your DNA by uh, Agreeing to an agreement, maybe your 501Cs will have to do this now, sooner or later, and actually putting things in your body that change your DNA, that will make you more and more like them. And if they're your source, you'll follow your idol, and idols change your DNA. That's what they do. Or the Father is your only source. And so we need to be loving of the word alone, like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. God will deliver me. If he doesn't, he's still the Lord God. Or Jesus, who couldn't resurrect himself, he believed in the word of his father. Into your hands I commit my spirit. I'm relying completely on the visible word I can't taste, touch and see because that's how my father receives love and I love him for who he is. I'm going to rely on this. And he will deliver me because he's a loving father who always performs his word. If I don't see that deliverance, he's a loving father that always performs his word. That word inside you. Mm. And he fathers himself through that Everything else is to have another father, another source, another idol. Yeah. And so we're on the journey. So this morning, I had a headache tablet, which is pharmakia, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm at. But I'm moving this way. Right. In my, so, you know, we've been taught a certain way. Mm-hmm. We're taught this is Christian and this is wise. And, but it's not an invisible word. And so if you don't need food to live, you can live off communion. Mm-hmm. And they say, you can't come to the shops unless you're vaccinated. Who cares? And they say, you can't travel, but you're in this, you are living off the word. If God wants you in China, you'll be in China. That's right. And then you will come back, and you'll be wearing Chinese clothes and, and smell like dim sum. You know, like, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you're, in, if you're with God, anything he wants can happen. And you're living with like a spirit being. Can the spirit being appear in China? Yes. Does the spirit being need food? No. And all the things that this control mechanism and wants to have a hold of you will have no hold on you because it's not your source of life. You don't fear death. And only by fear of death, relational death, emotional death, financial death, wow. opportunity death, wow. community death, will they hold you to that thing. Yeah. So we have two major thoughts in um, church at the moment. Rapture, like pre-trib rapture mm-hmm. was supposed to happen September 22nd. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen, <laughs> okay? So we've kicked on another year. Or did it? Or, or, or did you, Or did it? That's true. Yeah. And we've been left know. No, keep um, going. Yeah, keep yeah. Going. But um, <laughs> two people walking up a hill. No, no. Um, <laughs> there, there is their hope is rapture to get us out of the situation. Yeah. Yep. But we're the answer to the world. That's right. Yep. And so when things get tough, and they think God's going to take us out before things get tough, they'll be very disappointed. It's only a Western thought. They're like, guess what? They're they're shutting down our churches. This is this is it. This is the Antichrist. Right. Well, Christians in China are going, wow, that's a Tuesday for us. I mean, you know. Totally. And then and then they're not going to be prepared for it, and they haven't prepared their kids to govern this world. And so uh, and then we've got preterism, which says everything happened by 70 A.D. But it's a it's a continual collapsing cycle. The Antichrist raises up, tries to have a shot, and goes down again. Up. Wow. Again. And falls again until that seed grows to its full maturity. One day it will come to its full maturity. Is that now? Who knows? But it's having a red hot go right now, full control, removing the American currency, everyone on the digital dollar. The digital dollar's already been approved. You actually have a digital wallet, you don't know it yet. It's called the Banking for All Act. It's sort of set ready to go. They put on negative interest, you get a thousand dollars. But by Wednesday it's it's seven hundred, and by Thursday it's five hundred, so you must spend now. And everyone's relying on the government. You know, and then to keep that wallet, you will need to get vaccinated, or take a chip, or sign this over. You know, or not commit hate crimes. And um, there's having another red hot go
1: think, right now. You're saying that it's it, that because these these areas of divide uh, the church saying that futurism, that every, everything you read about in Revelation, that's to come, and that we should be like you know basically terrified right now. But then there's the, also the, the the preterists that say, no, no, that was that uh, Revelation was fulfilled in eighty seventy, but what you're actually saying is that like no, it's actually like history repeating itself and, happens and, over and it happens over again. Or was yeah. was Hitler an antichrist? So yes. what happened in eighty seventy yep. is it's just it's been repeating itself. Always there's many antichrists That's and the antichrist
2: to come. Yeah there will be one that will reach its full head and the wheat and the tares will grow up together and they'll, they'll be pulled out. But if you're not we're not prepared for it, mm-hmm. we have these theologies. But the only antichrist you have to worry about is the Antichrist in you. Wow. The thing inside you that says, God is not good father. Mm. Did God really say? That's the only thing you have to worry about. God said. Anything that God didn't... Did God, really, did God really say? Then you'll reach for something. That is the Antichrist. Wow. To, to reach the fullness of the strength of man to go by your own hand and to partner with other beings that will be very keen to help you and have access to your DNA by reaching for another source. Did God really say? If you believe the word... That's of the Father. If you don't believe the Word, if it's not given to you freely, you'll reach for it. That's of the Antichrist. That tendency in us, that's all we have to deal with. That's it. The Antichrist, the only Antichrist you have to worry about is the Antichrist in you. Will you believe God's good Father by His character alone? He's good to you because He is good to you. That's it. That's the Garden of Eden. And by His own desire, He doesn't grow up to be His full mature Son. To take over his kingdom, by his decision, by his desire, and that can only happen by receiving a word, receiving a promise, letting that promise grow. Anything else that you do by your own strength uh, will lead to death, and will lead in death. If you're a death, you're bound to the devil, because it's your source, and the source will drift further and further away from Christianity, in <laughs> yeah. semblance of it. Yeah, and you'll chase it. Cause that's that's your source. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it, okay. Now so now um I was taught that in the garden there were two trees. Yes. And uh you know there was there's a tree of life and then there was an apple tree. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if you and and he was told don't eat of the apple, you know, and if you if you eat that apple, mm. you know, and and I I just remember being a kid like like what what like what is this all about? Like what what do you mean you can't eat of a pe- like I get like don't have other idols, I get like yeah. don't steal, you yeah. know. Um, you know, don't, don't have sex before you're married, like all, all of this. But what are you talking about? Don't eat of an, of an apple or whatever, whatever that, that fruit was. Yeah. So, th- th- that, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, this, this fruit, um, was this tied to DNA as well? Definitely. 100%. So,
2: let's say the extreme version, which I don't believe is correct, mm-hmm. and they say there's a seed line of Satan, which means that um, Satan slept with Eve okay. and that has Cain. And yeah. Satan also slept with Adam. Okay. Okay? And that's what, but what they don't understand. To get to that conclusion, I see why they reverse engineered that decision. I understand how they got there. Mm-hmm. But they understand that overshadowing, receiving the word, changes your DNA. Okay. So uh, fruit has seed. So they received the seed, the word of Satan. He was overshadowing. His word went into them, it changed their DNA. That seed, that frequency set, that word went into them. And now they're different, okay? And so Eve has Cain and Abel. Cain, Jesus says, was of the evil one. Wow. In that he showed the nature of the, that one. So Cain was not an evil person that went around planning stuff. He would have been a great Christian. He would have been in church on time. He'd done everything right. He would measured these vegetables, done everything perfectly. And he doesn't get blessed. And what comes? Murder. He's wow. of his father. And we see that all the way through Scripture. So when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, because all religion is to have Satan, devil is your father. Wow. He says, you know, uh, he says and you're descendants of Abraham, but not his children. Different things. Mm-hmm. You can be a descendant of Abraham, but he's not your father. He says, if you were Abraham's children, you would do what he does. Wow. And he believes me. You're wow. not doing that. So you're of your, your father, who is the devil, because you don't That's believe right. Word. Because the right. devil wants taste, touch, see, collapsed. And spirit sons of the father love invisible word. So he calls them, you brew the vipers, you know, your sons of the devil, you're of the evil one. Uh, Cain was of the evil one from the beginning. Wow. Yep. And it's, it's that seed lines to receive a word. So when they took the, the apple, <laughs> so right. to speak the fruit, right. what they're doing, they're receiving the seeds in the fruit. This makes a fruit, fruit. They went into them. And that nature was part of them. So Adam and Eve are out, and Adam goes, it's the woman you put me here with. It's like you are a bad father. That's the word that was received to him. Mm. So second Adam gets the same test. First Adam, did God really say? Second Adam, he didn't say, did God really say, because he's the word. So he said, if God said, if you are the son of God, reach with your hand and do something. And Jesus said, no, only the word. Yep. Yeah. Let the word do the work. The word does the work. Wow. The word always does the work. The seed, seed, tom and harvest was given in Eden. It's perfect. And it always does the work. Then the devil left for a more opportune time. Okay. And then you've got Jesus on the cross. See people. If you are the son of God, that's the devil. That's the fathering, or the sorrowing of the devil. If you're the son of God, do something with your own hand. And Jesus is going to go into your hands, I commit my spirit. Yeah? He's going to rely on the word. And the other guy says, just remember me. Like, no effort, no flesh. There's the two seed lines right there and the two thieves. Yeah. So, that's the way you do it. You, you can overwrite this. Any, anything in here, you overwrite by receiving a word. Yeah. And the word is the gospel. You've been born again, you look exactly like your dad.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. It also just takes, takes us back to communion as well. Communion is, 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 is it. Yep. Receiving, bringing it into us. You are literally
2: it... taking word and it can become anything. Because
1: everything made may
2: of the word, this may have the word. Mm-hmm. So you need magnesium, what's well, word, word can become magnesium. Wow. And you call it, not, we're not taught, but you call it magnesium. Yeah. You call it hormone replacement therapy or you call it, you know, 3,000 calories of protein so I can stack on weight. So there's people that live off communion and they bodybuild, and all they have is this much. Because how much word did it take to create the universe? That's this right. much? This much? You know, It's yeah. a measure. We're measuring by touch, taste, and see. Can this become this? It's human thinking. So you can literally live off communion alone. It has no waste, only life.
1: It's, it, it's fascinating what's happening right now in, in 2020 as far as um, not necessarily the revelation. So there's revelation occurring within the church, right? Mm. But there's also revelation coming to... Um, Within within the world, yeah. And uh, last Immotality. night I was I was listening to uh, a secular podcast. It's not even a um, yeah. It's not even a uh, um, a mysticism or New Age. You know, yeah. it's just that we're talking about a a, a, a well received one of the top fo- podcasts in our country. So this one episode will get more views than anything that CNN or Fox News is showing right now. Yes. And Yet it's not on primetime, It's it's, yeah. it's a podcast. And the conversation was uh, was involving um, hallucinogenics within mixed wines and how it um, influenced the, the Christianity in Catholicism, mm. and um, and then uh, and, and we're talking two hours, two and a half hours from pretty well known uh, scholars and, and linguists that are going back to ancient texts, right? Yeah. And at one point, the guy being interviewed is talking about his own experiences with hallucinogenics and he says i have seen i i've i've received instructions you know this is and again this isn't like some sort of like you know fruity kind yeah, of yeah. thing like yeah. this is like this is like a pretty mainstream and this is what he says i have received instructions from aliens yes fairies yes and um and uh, they're not gnomes they're I call them. I think of have got little garden gnomes, but yep. dwarves or, wh- yep. or whatever. Yeah. I believe they're all the same. I believe that 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 what people this is what he's saying that people are re- they're they're accessing right now through these hallucinogenics and and they're actually and and and, and people are receiving instructions right now. And uh, and he said I've received instructions right now, mm. and that what we are discovering is that. These these things are not just um, bringing us into some sort of fantasy that we've created within our own within our own psyche, yep. but they're actually uh, opening up a gateway or doorway into a parallel universe. Yeah, and so put that move that on side, and then for the very first time that I know of, this year you have President Trump actually talking about UFOs, and that we're going to be releasing information. And yep. this isn't the tabloids. Off
2: world vehicles. We have, we have.
1: And then the Pentagon yep. released the, the yep. footage of yep. these vehicles that have no propulsion system yep. that are doing things that are, that are supernatural and how they navigate. Yep. And pilots are saying, yep. this isn't a one time occurrence. We're watching these things all the time. Yeah. And so, and, and astronauts. So, yep. all this stuff that's that, if you ever talked about it before, yep. you were weird, you were one of them people. Yeah. But now it's not and now. Now, it's, now, if you don't acknowledge it, now you're weird. It's been flipped on you. Yeah, what you don't the, know, this is real. Yeah, it's you're not the real hat God. wearing people that are talking yeah. about it. It's it's our president, yeah. and yeah. it's 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 the Pentagon that's actually releasing the footage. Yeah, and so uh, what's what's happening? Happening? Why why are these things coming into the spotlight in in in, in 2020? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, because um, because of the times. <laughs> uh, just know this any of those guys, it's not a free gift. It's always a trade. Only the father laid down his life before the foundation of the world through his son. These guys will not give freely. It's always a trade. And it's not a good trade. And they'll give you access to wisdom, understanding, dimensions, experiences. but They're going to take something from you. And what they take is access to your DNA and your generations. Mm. That's It's a trade for them. That's what the Watcher Angels did. They gave technology for... Bodies, basically, wow. or protection, wow. and, and, and or whatever. War wins victories. So this has always been happening. And we're in the information age. There's lots of disclosure. Uh, humans can get together. They can't fight this. And uh, maybe, maybe there will be a, a mass disclosure. You know, uh, and uh, many Christians on that day will give up. Uh, have you ever seen um, The Simpsons where Reverend Lovejoy sees UFO and he takes off his his <laughs> collar, he puts it on the ground, he stamps on it, <laughs> <laughs> and then the UFO is fake. And he picks up, and goes, <laughs> <laughs> puts it back <laughs> on again. Yeah, <laughs> it's a classic moment. But you know, you know, The Simpsons foretold future all the time. That's, That's the right. big one right That's there. Right. That's right. And uh, we have not prepared because we don't understand Genesis one to eleven, the five falls of Genesis. If a UFO lands in the car park. As far as people are concerned, the Bible is out. I've it's been strange. deceived. That's true. And these guys, they come with technology or health. They heal COVID or something. Wow. They'll get our hearts. They're our healer. Mm. They're, our, they're our source. But They'll take your DNA. Yeah. And you won't be like your father in heaven. Wow. And I do believe you live with your father. <laughs> That's what happens to you when you die. What happens when you die? You live with your dad. That's what happens when you
1: die. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Everyone's telling me, "Oh, Chris Blackaby, ah, ah, you know, and uh, and like, oh, uh, oh, I, oh no, like, like, ah, oh, that's you okay, know, then. like, like, ah, like, like uh, happy, ah, uh, uh, right, okay, like, yeah. ah, look, look out, careful, brother, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Uh, and and what that's I've mean. heard from multiple people is like, you got to ask them about, hundred, 100 full, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah or hundred x, or I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I just I want, I want to kind of hit on that, too, if that's okay. all right. And, again, I don't want to, like, you know, I, I realize that the, the stuff we're hitting on, yeah. you've got, like, just – and we'll make sure that we put all, all your stuff in the show okay. notes. I want yeah. everybody to just definitely dive into this adventure to go yeah. deeper in these areas. But I was wondering if you could, at maybe at 30,000 feet, yeah. what is this hundredfold thing? Well, 30, 60, 100 is
2: um, – a paradigm for all reality. So you, we could talk about for the rest of our lives. So basically, a farmer, uh, see, see the sown, which is the word, into the field, which is the heart, and the good response is 30, 60, or 100. But the seed's the same. Mm-hmm. So this is the gospel. And the gospel is uh, Jesus died, uh, you die with Christ, and you, you rise as him. Mm. Basically, in wow. Christ, I'm wow. Christ. Wow, That's it. In Christ, I'm Christ. That's it. Yeah. Now. Now faith is. As he is now, so as he is, so you're now on the earth. That's right. It's a now thing. Yeah. yeah. And so there's, a, there's different responses, a 30-fold, a 60-fold, a 100-fold. And they're represented pretty clearly by the traditional church, the charismatic church, and let's say the ecclesia, to use a term that yeah. we're both comfortable Absolutely. with. Yeah. Um, and so 30 fold is a great response 30 fold awesome and they say because some people say God's not that good he wouldn't do that for me mm. but some say yeah no God is that good he would die and take away all my sins and I'll see him when I get to heaven in the meantime I'll be here and I'll try to be as good as I can and I'll see him in heaven 30 fold response that's how good God is that's no problem okay but when you say he's no better than that that's when you get into trouble and then there's a 60 fold response. The 60 fold says, No, no, God's so good that He sent His Son, He died, took away our sins, gave us His righteousness, and He sent us His Holy Spirit. And wow. we can perform ministries like Him. Yep. And then one day we'll see Him in heaven. Yep. Yeah. But the 100 fold response is that everything these guys are waiting for, you're now. As He is, so you're now on the earth. And that's literally what you are. Raise the seed in how many places. Everything that 30-fold, 60-fold believe will happen to when they get to heaven, you can do it now. You can work with a cloud of witnesses. You go to the same church that Paul the Apostle goes to. You go to the same church, and this is it. People go, oh, yeah, I can see that. You know, a little bit Catholic. That's okay, I get it. Well, how about you go to the same church your great-grandmother goes to? Now, that's a bit weird, yeah? But you do. Will you see your great-grandmother when you go to heaven? Well, yeah. where are you yeah. now? Are you raised here in heavenly places right now? It's the same seed, the same word, but how good you say God is depends on your response. Each one's their declaration of God's that good. Because if you're driving a car and you're going past some people, because they're idiots, they're going too slow. And someone goes past you, idiot. Yeah. It's going too fast. Okay, that's what we do. So like the Pentecostal church is the highest expression of church on the earth right now. Yep. They're like these people don't believe in the Holy Spirit, they're idiots. Right. right. These people going go into heaven, idiots. Right. Right? And that's as well what we do. What's wrong with them? Yep. But it's all our declaration of how good God is. Wow. So if you're in the 30-fold, your hope is death.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah. The death that's of right. your body, not his body. The death of your body is your hope. Or rapture. Come on. Yeah. Rapture. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Put California into the ocean and let's get out of here. Yeah, with our clothes on. Yep. Yeah, with our clothes yeah, on. I'm yep. going with my clothes yep. on. Yep. And the 60-fold... Uh, their greatest hope is revival. And you, if, you, right. if, you're, if, if Revival's great. And, yeah. But if it's your hope, you're That's saying, right. I'm outside the curtain, God wow. will come down. Wow. And all their songs represent that. Right. Send your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit full. As the praises come up, you go down. Like just, like just send revival. Renew your works in these days. God's saying, no, no, you renew the works in these days. You're me. You do it. This 30, 60 fold, which is immaturity. Yeah. Okay? It is immaturity. because They're like, God, why are there earthquakes? Come fix the earthquakes. Maturity is Chris. Why are there earthquakes? Immaturity is, God, why is there sickness on the earth? Maturity is Chris. Why is there sickness on the earth? Wow. Everything we're asking him to do, he wants us to do. Wow. If you stop asking God to do what he's already done, stop asking God to do what he's asked you to do, your prayer life is pretty much over. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he has given it to you already. He's given it to you, the ability to do it. If you're um, the stationary master for a large company, you ring up the CEO and go, Hi, we need some more staplers. Can I buy some more staplers? The CEO's like, Yeah, that's your job. Just do it. Okay. Oh, we need some more paper. Can we get some more paper? Yeah, no. I've given you authority to buy a paper. Just Amazing. get the paper. Amazing. So the, same thing, God, why is so the question is, distinguish between <laughs> church thinking, 3060, and Son of God thinking. That's right. Okay, Christianity That's right. versus Son of God Amazing. is, this, this is the highest thing. Look, do you want to heal the sick? Or do you want to remove sickness from the earth? Come on. Do you want to raise the dead? Or do you want remove death from the earth? Oh, so good. Do you want to give money to the poor? Or do you remove poverty from the earth? We can change the whole earth. So heaven and earth are reconciled together under Christ. So Jesus comes back for a pure and spotless bride. He will not be unevenly yoked. Wow. So imagine if Jesus, the risen Christ, stayed here for 2,000 years. Just imagine that. Okay, that's your job. Yeah. That's it. That's what the earth should look like. <laughs> yeah. So that's a hundredfold thinking. It has been given to you as a free gift. All right. And you can't attain to that. You can attain to a good threefold Christian. They're body. They're of the body. So they do body things. Take your body to church, wear these clothes, stand up, kneel down, stand up, kneel down, and leave. Okay? You've done the body thing. Sixtyfold is soul, and they love the emotion of it all. And it's... They love the emotion of it all. And like, oh, please, Lord, it's a revival. And the emotions are evolved. And they've, if they've involved their emotions, they've done well. But a hundredfold is of the Spirit. And you are exactly like the risen Christ on the earth. How much praying, how much fasting, how much reading the Bible would you have to do to be exactly like Christ? You can't. You just has to be received. Yeah, and that's where it flips. That's the veil. You're in, or out the, you're in or out the veil and all their words and their doctrines and their prayers are for God to come down and do something which he's already done and they're saying we're outside the veil and everything that they say as opposed to you being very conscious that you're inside the veil we saying do not shut the heavens if God shut the heavens we're on the inside you know Right. Just, right. it's just, it's just, it's just right. How, right. how we think right. you see it all the time right. and do I love revival? yes Absolutely. If you have a revival, I'm coming. Yeah. You say, be here at six, wear all black, pull out sh- shoes, yeah, pull out on. chairs, whatever. Yeah. I'm doing that. I'm doing whatever you say yeah. in your house. I, my father's doing it. That's not my hope. That's right. Revival comes to a dead church. That's right. In the spirit, it doesn't That's need true. revival. That's right. You're only life and you're only bringing life and you're being good to the wicked and the evil mm-hmm. uh, and the just and the righteous as well. Yeah. But any out here... By definition, you must use the Tree of Knowledge of Good and Evil, so we know how to get revival. If my people will call by my name, will turn from the wicked ways and pray, I will heal their land. Let's get on with it. Yeah. And you now have a standard to achieve. See how? See? see? Yeah. <laughs> but from here, it has been given to you. You bring that here as a free gift. God yeah. send revival. What's well, up to us?
1: Do you want to send revival? Off you go. Yeah, that's so good. I I I love that. And yeah, I mean, for me, the way I see revivals is just the portal. It's just it's like not that it's Jesus, but it, it is revival is Jesus. It's just the portal. It's just the access point. It's the awareness of our of our union with Him. That's it. That's, you know? that's correct. And so, like, whenever I see uh, revivals in church history, yeah, it's it's basically it's the kids that found the wardrobe and now they're back in Narnia. Yeah, and, like like, and I think that sometimes within the church we make revival the end. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 a means. It's the highest it's a, thing
2: we can possibly imagine. Right, yeah. right, right. So it's, it was, it's it's our hope. When yeah. We say
1: Seattle Revival Center. The way I view that yeah. is it that we are a portal within Seattle where people can be awakened to the oh, yeah. union in yeah. in Christ. Like it's man, yeah. It's not about the building, but hopefully the Lord will use the building like a wardrobe yeah. but where church, the kids can pass this over. These churches you know? are
2: after revival, and that's fantastic. Yeah, but as long as is who's doing it.
1: That's right. You know, that's I'm right. not
2: for against spiritual warfare, but who's doing the spiritual totally, warfare? Totally, that's, that's totally. That's it. Is a risen Son of God doing it? Or someone on earth doing it? Yeah, that's like, right. Like if you're pulling down the heavens, then you're pulling them down on top of you. Like you pray down on these things. Okay, good. you're not saying you know death get out of Seattle. You're going death. You're looking down on it. You get out of Seattle.
1: So good. Yeah, with a word. Yeah. I, I just think that, there's so that, that again, there's just so many um, processes and patterns and formulas and methods. Because if, are, you don't, if you don't know you
2: have it, you'll reach for something. That's right. Even a correct thing, even a tree of knowledge of good and evil, you reach for good. But it's going to kill you. So look at the spiritual warfare movement. Is America better after the 90s of spiritual warfare movement? Are they better? What happened? Yeah. Marriages, people lost their marriages. People lost their churches. People burnt out. People became bitter. People engaged a lot of spiritual forces they shouldn't be engaging. That's right. And no end of learning. But 1 John says, if you're born of God, the devil touches you not. Oh, there it is. The devil touches you not. Receive a word. If you don't receive that word, you have to do something. Get rid of, sorry for watching the Smurfs. Sorry for listening to Metallica. Sorry I like Kung Fu films. Whatever. You have to go through your whole thing. Or get born again. The devil doesn't touch you. Yeah, That's it. As he is, so am I now on the earth. If the devil, if a demon appears in my room, can he appear in Jesus' bedroom? Mm-mm. <laughs> he knows. God knows. Right. The only one person has a question. All I want to know is, do you know? What do you believe? You receive that seed, you're the risen Christ. Fire in your eyes, sword in your mouth, voice up like rushing waters. You're the scariest thing in that room at any time. Come on, You're terrifying. Yeah. I just want to know if you know you receive the seed but did you get a thirtyfold response Jesus might come and save me or get called for the priest 60-fold response spiritual warfare principles 100-fold response no I'm Christ that can't happen to Christ and it's annoying you can know, receive that as a gift you can't attain to it at all
1: so good, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I so, so, so appreciate it. And just all the opportunities to just even kind of um, <laughs> repent in a fresh way, in a new way, even while, even while you were talking, these opportunities to kind of upgrade and, uh, and to get our attention our focus back onto the gospel. Onto the gospel, onto yeah, you, Jesus. You are born again of heaven. I, I feel like the, uh, the, the, uh, a thread throughout this conversation is always coming back to Kind of the first commandment, actually, to have no other god, to have no other lo- like it, it, does, it, to come back to the source. Yeah. Like everything that you're talking about, there's a lot of good stuff. It's, it, there's a lot of bad stuff. It's 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 all evil if it's taking the place of the true source. Yeah,
2: even if it's good, it's going to produce death. That's if right. If
1: it's another source,
2: another father, an idol. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The source. We have to have
2: the right source. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so the good. source, the sire, your father, yeah. and he operates from word. That's how he revealed himself. Yeah. And you're a spirit being like he is. So you operate from word too. But word is invisible. You can't taste, touch it. It relies on the character of another.
1: Yeah. So good. Thank you so much, Chris, hey, for, pleasure. for hanging out and diving into yeah. these in, into these topics. Yeah. Man, this is this has been a blast. Thanks, anyway. thanks
2: for exposing my UFO stuff.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: All, all, all my speaking engagement has just been cancelled. <laughs> For the rest of the year, I hey. have sign the waiver.
1: Yeah, no UFO talk. That's right. Hey, you just got to speak an engagement here. I'm like, this guy's willing to talk. About it. We're gonna have him back. So yeah. Hey, uh, love you. Love you. Love, love the message, bro. Keep, keep going after it. Thank it's you. Been amazing. Let's do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Darren. Awesome. Bye.